3: Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about today's show. But before I jump right into it, I want to say hi, Mr. B. What up? How you be today? That'll be good. Start of the week.
2: Looking, yeah. Shaping
3: up to be a good one. Yeah. You know what? I ate too much peanut butter over the weekend. I dare ask why. Uh, you know, I, every once in a while I get in a mood. You ever ah. get like a craving for some, some people eat donuts uh, I get in this craving for uh, apples and peanut butter huh. together. That's a good combination. though. I've always it's remembered a, that when I was a kiddo. It is a great one. Mm-hmm. The problem is you're not supposed to eat the entire jar uh, of peanut butter. Uh, yeah, you exactly. should probably dish it out first. She dish it out. Jessica does that. She takes <laughs> a little bit of the peanut butter and that's she calls it good. I don't think that's my temperament, so I'll have to probably work on that this year. Talking about temperament, I got the I got the right guest joining me here today to talk about temperament, um, and the author of Free Medicine, the blessing of non dual awakening. Uh, my very special guest today, Sufi teacher uh, Elias Imadon joining me on the show today. You know, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about what is what is the idea of an open path, but most importantly, you know, what is it that we look at in the world. When we think about duality, but more importantly, why has Sufi mysticism, as I like to call it, made its way across the world? You know, what is it about the Sufi way that uh, many of us somehow along the way have stumbled upon and said, what, 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 who, what, what was that? what did you just say? Uh, What was that poem about? Uh, And what is that message about? Um, You know, this is really kind of an interesting way. When we find things, when we find things in life that transcend politics, that transcend our personal views, that transcend You know, the many, many things that are happening. But what is it about this non-dual awakening that can be called into being today? And that's why I'm thrilled, you know, to have Elias join us here today. You know, not just a a spiritual teacher, a director, author, but somebody that has a sense of and is sharing a message about, you know, what we can learn from the Sufi message. Uh, Elias, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here.
1: It's wonderful to be with you, Pat. And I really appreciate your uh optimistic enthusiasm on a Monday morning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wanna start optimistically talking before we jump into this. I yeah. wanna talk about uh I wanna talk about the, the idea of an open path. Oh. I, I wanna have that conversation before we keep going over here. Because even if p- folks don't know what that means. Uh, I think about an open path. And, you know, in this culture in the United States, when we think about an open path, we think about the yellow brick road. Uh-huh. You know, in in our culture, we have these <laughs> things that we point to, right? And we think, aha, she's going to talk about the yellow brick road. Well, I don't know. But tell us about open path and what it has come to mean.
1: Yeah. Well, for me, first of all, I, I would say that in a way that, open path is a is a contradiction in terms,
2: in yeah. a sense,
1: because if, it's, if something is open, it has no boundaries, mm-hmm. and it has no edges, and a path, typically, we think of it as having edges going from here mm-hmm. to there, and uh, on a certain, you know, route. Uh, so that very paradox is at the heart of this, you know, we, we don't want to... Forget that quality of openness, uh, and and yet, my sense of and why I use the open path actually as an equivalent to Sufi way. It's just another way to put it, without the uh, you know, without the a lot of the uh, baggage. Let's say that the word Sufi might carry with it. Uh, it's simply an open way, an open path, and it's actually all of us. Are on an open are on an open path. We don't know what's going to happen next, even though we might uh, <clears throat> we might anticipate and you know, st- you know sort of decorate the next moments of the future with our thoughts and so on. But actually, none of us know what's about to happen, and in our life as well. And to to actually recognize that and open into the openness of the path of our lives. Uh, allows us a an intimacy with life that uh, is not possible if we're in a kind of a the narrow definition of a of an ism or a uh, you know a belief system of some sort or, or simply our own anxiety about the future uh, and need to control it. So the this open path, of course, it. In Sufism or in the way I speak of it, it also has a sense of inclusivity. Mm-hmm. So that we we don't establish ourselves in our own identity as you know, adherents of a particular ism or, or ideology, uh, <clears throat> belief system, but that we but we're open to them that we can celebrate each place that uh, sufis are especially universal sufis uh, sufis in the west are quite happy to uh, attend services in a christian church or a Jews, jewish synagogue or a you know, a, a hindu temple uh, that because this, these are all ways in which humanity, in which all of our brothers and sisters are, are experiencing the sacred and approach it. And uh, so that sense of inclusivity is a central part of what I think of a, as the open path. Have I said mm-hmm. enough? Or Yeah,
3: no, I what I love about this and where we're going with this is, you know, uh, back to the statement I mentioned before. Um it's interesting uh about how Sufism, let's call it, uh whether people know exactly what it is, and we're gonna talk about that, know yeah. exactly what it is. Uh we know of people, we know of quotes, right? Yeah. We know of uh of things about it, and yet we know very little, right? Yeah. And it, it, it and the reason I say that is because you know we can find things that have uh, are are totally in the mainstream, uh, uh, by Rumi, let's say, sure. Sure. right? And we're like, oh, okay, that's it. But we know very little about what that you know what that what that individual has come to believe. Yeah. So what is Sufism? Uh, you know, t- talk a little bit about it yeah. and and about its evolution to have so many powerful, powerful quotes yeah. that people all over the world know.
1: Yeah, uh, and it is a good question. And let, mm-hmm. let me just start by saying that Sufism mm-hmm. is uh, typically understood in most of the literature that you'll find as the 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 uh, the mysticism of Islam, the mystic mm-hmm. side of Islam, mm-hmm. and that's that's fair enough. The vast majority of the literature is that, it, it, and the history of it is that way. Uh, but <clears throat> actually, Sufism existed before Muhammad, before Islam was established. Uh, it it had a uh, it, they, they they don't quite know for sure where the word came from, but it. Often it's uh, suggested that it comes from the Greek "Sophia" or for wisdom, and it's basically the mystical uh, exploration and desire and uh, an expression of humanity prior to Islam, and it then it then it uh, it flowed through Islam and took on. There are great Sufi masters, Rumi is one of many, and poets uh, who. Uh, have formed a, a vast body of mystic uh, exploration and, and expression. Uh, in about a hundred years ago, uh, the, the man who brought Sufism to the West, uh, his name was Inayat Khan, and he was a he was an Indian Sufi, a Muslim Sufi. He came to the West, and he, he, in a sense, he. He freed it from being exclusively Islamic. That's how he did it, and he developed a universal Sufism, an understanding that uh, that it is this mystic impulse of, in all of us, of the, in the human being, and that we we can bow to the the wisdom that comes through Islamic Sufism, but also appreciate and uh, and. Experience and be open to the mysticism of Buddhism, of Christianity, etc., and and that that's that's universal Sufism, which is part of our our lineage, the Sufi the lineage of the Sufi way, and uh, so it's a in that sense it's non-sectarian because we don't have just one religious narrative that we refer to. I'm as much a Buddhist as I am a Muslim I mean,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or, or a Christian as much yeah. as I am anything. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so this is, uh, in that sense, I have to, you know, the way I speak about Sufism is quite a bit different from if you're reading, you know, the, the great masters of Islamic Sufism, although I read them all the time and I'm, I'm steeped in it, but, uh, it's more, uh, it's this sense of, well, my teacher uh, describes Sufism with three characteristics. He, yeah. says it's, he says it's inclusive, as I've a- already said. It's, yeah. Uh, it's experiential. That is, it seeks to have direct, it really privileges direct experience rather than a lot of talk about the mystical experience. It's. It, Seeks direct experience, and uh-huh. it's uh, the third is that it's um, non-definitive. That's a, that
2: is, <laughs> it
1: doesn't have a you know. If you're, it's not really an ism, actually, as uh-huh. as, as I experience it. It's not an ism. It's not a fixed ali- uh, ideology or religion in that sense. Uh-huh. It's it's religion maybe in the sense of our our. Our very de- if religion is our desire to open into the truth of being and the ease and and uh, freedom of being, then it's a religion. But it's it's not a religion in the sense of okay, now I believe this and this myth. And this. There are no fixed beliefs in that regard in the Sufism that I I come from and teach. Uh. Uh, you know, it's a uh, it's it's more a what could I say? At the, at, the, at the heart of it, it's clear, fresh wakefulness of
2: being, mm-hmm. of
1: presence.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what the invitation here is. You know, when we look at this, why are so many people intrigued by words of Rumi? But more importantly, what really separates us? on the inside. And how can we achieve that non-dual awakening? That's what this book is about. And we've got copies of it to give away. When we come back, we're going to talk about free medicine, meditations on non-dual awakening. Why is this important? And how is this the pathway to peace within? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Beyond being this amazing neurologist, inventor, author, Dr. Dan Cohen has been called to look at technology and look at personal and spiritual development and merge these together is technology uses the healing and psychospiritual effects of synchronized sounds, vibrations, electromagnetic fields, and how that interacts with us in our nervous system in what we're calling the Soltec chair.
0: The Soltech lounge induces profound levels of relaxation that transition over time into deep meditative states. The synchronized sound, vibration, and magnetic field induce these states. The subject doesn't have to work at it. To learn more, go to soltechwellbeing.com, that's S-O-L-T-E-C, (laughs) wellbeing.
3: Hey, everybody, welcome back. I'm so thrilled to have Elias Amadan joining me here today. You know, Elias, uh, the book Free Medicine, Meditations on Non-Dual Awakening. I think before we jump uh, into this incredible book, um, many folks have a sense of what non-dual means, uh, but many, many of us may not. And I think we have a perspective about duality in the world, what we're supposed to believe, what we're not supposed to believe, oh. and the complete confusion. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you say in the very beginning of the book, you know, and can I read it? Sure. You say, this, this book is a companion for those whose deepest desire is to experience firsthand the good news at the heart of reality. This good news is not hidden. It's revealed in the ceaseless spontaneity of the present moment, but opening to a direct experience of it requires a process of self erasure that can be difficult to allow. I love that you made this an inv- invitation and I wanna I want start out by having that conversation with you um, about duality, non-duality, how How is this something that we want to get really up close and personal with?
1: <laughs> up clo- close and personal. Up I close like and that.
3: personal, yeah. I
1: like that. It, uh, you know, we we can't help but the way our minds work, and we're, we're really well-tooled uh, uh, for experiencing duality that's how we're were formed and our brains and the way that our language uh, created and our brains work uh, our minds work so even when we say words like non-duality and duality we have we've already split it into duality and uh, you know as if there's non duality over here and duality over there and they're different Uh and we we have to struggle right there with this uh, tendency of our of way of seeing things uh, and breaking things into two. Uh, non-duality literally means not two, not divided, and it's uh, so we're we're tuned, well tuned to perceive duality everywhere. That is, you're over there, I'm over here. That's up, that's down. You know, this is. This is how. This is good. This is bad. uh, There's future. There's past. So we have these these polarities, basically, and that's how things are. That's how we see. Now, non-duality is is simply saying that yes, this is all. This is all how we're perceiving it. And uh, let me just use that word. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an and, isn't it? It's and. At the same time, spontane- uh, spontaneously, and it is non-dual. This whole mm-hmm. that that all of the it's, we are just seeing through the filter of our dualistic, uh, you know, apparatus here, our human bodies and how and our language. And so, the the um, the path here is not to erase duality. <laughs> be impossible anyway uh, we're not trying to uh, just go into pure uh, continual space of no difference that would be kind of well we couldn't do it
2: we'd, yeah, no, have, we'd right, have to yeah.
1: die we'd have to oh, die yeah. i mean that's yeah. what uh, yeah. we'd have to <laughs> shed these yeah. forms and then yeah. okay then we'd my sense is who knows but my sense is that we then become uh completely open to the to mm-hmm. this clear light that is non-dual, but mm-hmm. the point here is that not recognizing the non-dual ground of being, let's call it, or the the pure presence, uh, pure presence of awareness that is shot through everything, that mm-hmm. that all of our, our sense of duality is actually it's a display of the non-dual. <laughs> it's a display of light and. Light is com- this light is completely one. We're all yeah. of this clear presence. And it's, yeah. it, and it's not just here. You know, we can spin off into a lot of beautiful words mm-hmm. about a kind of mystic realm, but it mm-hmm. isn't really a realm somewhere else. That's the beauty of this recognition. Yeah. It's, it's right here, right mm-hmm. now yeah absolutely coincident with the duality that we experience and to be able to as rumi says to see <laughs> the one world with uh, one world with two eyes the the one world of non-duality with, with the two eyes of duality that's how we that frees us then we that frees us from all of the the angst That we get when we get caught into the dualistic experience. So it's 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 simultaneous. You know, it's simultaneously dual, not dual. Uh, I don't know yeah. if I've
3: made anything yeah. clear here, but. no, yeah, well, yeah. Here's here's what you've made clear is, and you know, I've looked at this. You know, I, I'm very fortunate, uh, uh, Elias. I'm very fortunate that I've grown up on both the East Coast. And have been, uh, you know, been able to experience spirituality and religion there. And now I'm in the Pacific Northwest. And I don't know if you know about the Pacific Northwest in the United States, but here's the deal. A uh, survey says that if you're living over here, you are the least religious people in the country and the most spiritual. Now, that survey came out, that was a survey done nationally, and people over here got it. Most (laughs) of the other people that looked at the survey, especially my friends in New Jersey, right, the family on the East Coast, all up and down the East Coast line, they, you know, at one point, one of my relatives said, "So, so are you communist? And I thought, I'm speechless. I'm Dr. Pat, and I'm telling you right here, Elias, I'm speechless. And what that said to me was, I need to be very clear for myself about what I believe in. First of all, I don't believe in labels. That's a survey, right? Right. Here's the question I like to talk to you about when we come back, and it's in your book. What is it about what you've written here that allows us to show up, right? Not only as the best that we can be, but whatever that is, know that we are much more than that. Let's let's take a short break. We'll be right back. I love this conversation. Hey, you all, you want to chime in? 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. And Mr. Benny, Let's give a copy of the book away. When we come back, we'll be talking with the Elias about that. And how do we ring the chime of peace in our own hearts first? We'll be right back.
2: I thought love was so true. In-
0: Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine. Have you ever tried to just shift your present moment experience? Do it now. Just move your energy in a direction and watch what happens. Often we panic at the blocks that come up and we just stop. But today, try not to do that. Continue from your heart or solar plexus to shift in that new direction, whether it's in the middle of an argument, in the middle of some depression you're feeling, or some discouragement. what? happens for you as you do that. The opportunities are amazing. Just hold that space. If you're ready to shift into your best life, visit me at lesliefontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be do and have. You'll find sessions, classes, audio products all to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential and listen to my show Share Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio Wednesdays at 10 Pacific and 1 Eastern. Dr. Bree Gibbs is a fourth generation high priestess with the knowledge to raise your vibration and conscious creation. Offering a wide variety of services from goddess light and shamanic healing seminars to private reading sessions, Bree works with you so you too can stand in your own power. Isn't it about time you took your life into your own hands? For more information about Brees services and products, visit silvergaia.net. That's silvergaia.net.
2: And then I saw her face
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great. Um, Man, I'm telling you, Elias uh, is joining me here today. And, you know, as I said before, we would love to give you a copy of the book, Free Medicine, Meditations on Non-Dual Awakening. Um, Elias, before we kind of get back to our conversation, because it's a juicy one, um, uh, how can people find out more about you and what kind of events are you going to be doing here?
1: Well, the, the easiest and the most thorough is the website. The um, Easiest way to remember it is SufiWay dot org, uh, one word SufiWay dot org, and that that'll have all. It's got a lot of writings of mine on there, and uh, all sorts of programs that that, uh, that are occurring. There is one. Uh, happening coming up in the northwest, up on Whitby Island at the Whitby mm-hmm. Institute, and it's it's mentioned in there. In fact, it's uh, it's called uh, free medicine. So, uh, it's a three or four day, I don't know, uh, I can't remember, uh, program up on Whitby. Uh, so, uh, everyone's
3: most most welcome to come. Right. All right. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what's going to happen during that event. I mean, I I mean, I just first of all, for me, I'm just really, really fascinated about it and about this work. And I'm a girl from the Bronx. So I have to just say this to you for a minute. This whole conversation. You know, when I woke up this morning and I said, wow, I'm really going to be talking about, you know, I call it Sufism, but it's really Sufism, right? You know, I'm going to be talking to somebody about this. I may even talk about Rumi. And I have to pinch myself to say, how does this even happen to somebody like me, right? (laughs) And so tell us a little bit about the doors you're going to be opening and the invitation in the upcoming event you're going to be doing.
1: Oh, well, it's, uh, you know, we, we, uh. It's It's not really—I uh, can't say one thing is going to happen yep. because it's very spontaneous. <laughs> On the other hand, right. we dive into all of this, and we, we really try to go, as I mentioned earlier, to direct experience. And we will use—do uh, a lot of pointing out. We'll do some silence. Mm-hmm. We do music. We uh, have not—we have— <laughs> A uh, sl- sl- uh, form of slow-motion dance, which helps to get this in the body and free the body up uh, from from its kind of habits. A lot of the time, will or a good bit of the time, we do inquiry, which, in a way, is a very gentle way of exploring our assumptions and presuppositions and mm-hmm. sort of letting them go. And it's you know this whole business of awakening non-dual reality or mm-hmm. enlightenment or God consciousness. We, we've, it, we've been hyped for a long time that enlightenment is something only very special people, uh, you know, who, who say their mantras for 20 years or 16 lifetimes get to be enlightened. And that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, mm-hmm. Enlightenment or uh, awakening to, the, to pure presence it's our birthright. It, it's what we are. It's already here. So, in a sense, it's very simple, and and that simplicity, uh, and that that it's right here, right now, is um, it's what makes it so difficult. It's what the Tibetans say: it's so close you can't see it. Uh, you know, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's so simple. Yeah, that you is can't beautiful. Yeah. It's so close, you know. It's closer than your juggler vein. Mm -hmm. This is a Sufi phrase. So it's and it's so we're we're really inviting ourselves to relax, to to stop our continual self-talk and self-definition of you know what I am and you are and what's happening, and just relax into the the timeless present. and then we get this, well, then if we're lucky, and it's a matter of grace, really, we, we can put ourselves in the way of it, as a Sufi master said, but then you just, you open. And then you wait. And if you're lucky, uh, if there's grace, you'll get, you'll get, usually it starts with little glimpses. And that's what happens to my students and at these kind of programs. It'll, there'll be a glimpse. And it may last only a second, or you know, five seconds. And then, what we do is then we just invite this again and again through your life to do it. My sense is that all of us have, uh, sometime in our lives, had these glimpses. It's not. It's not. No one owns it. Sufism doesn't own it. No mystical tradition owns this heritage of our, of pure presence that we are. That are. That we arise from this light mm-hmm. of being, uh, and so it's this this kind of gentle but very persistent and 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 pointed opening into this pure presence of awareness, which is right now, right here, mm-hmm. amongst us, and that's freeing, and brings an ease into our lives and a intimacy with with life, with what we're doing, that's extremely, that's quite different from leading a, let's call it an ego-driven life. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm.
3: Wow. Um, you know, I, I mentioned this before and uh, yes, one of the books is already gone. Let's give another book away, Benny. I think that would be great. one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. 930 2819 Free Medicine, Meditations on Non-Dual Awakening. Before the break, I was talking about, you know, I opened the book and I, I, I said to you during the break that oh, yeah. I I got here and I had to read one of the chapters in the books at least three times. But I believe there are two of these that are together, uh, the eros of non-duality and seeing the one world with two eyes. And I was really struck by these Um And and if you don't mind, I'd like to just read this for a minute. You know, even though the essential nature of reality is non-dual, and you say in parentheses, literally not two, not divisible, we humans experience the world with the two eyes of duality. It's because we have the ability to conceptualize. You know, even to say the word non-dual is to conceive dual. is to is to conceive dualistically. This is what you and I were talking about. And again, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I really did have to go back and read this several times because I don't think I'm different than anybody else listening to the show. You know, I've had to look for meaning in my life. I've had to look for meaning about growing up in the neighborhood I grew up, having a mom that committed suicide, being homeless at 17. You know, and not from the place of telling a sob story about it, but what was it that I was meant to learn along that pathway? Mm -hmm. And so what I want to ask you is, you know, there is obviously a pathway. And I would love to ask you, how do we reconcile this? How do we reconcile the fact that just by saying the word non-dual, we have to understand, we have to step into dualistic uh, concepts?
1: Yeah, we do. And, right. and uh, this <clears throat> opening, in a sense, this is a, uh, it's for those those of us who are are drawn let's say to this direct experience of reality or you know to there's there's usually it's people and there's not one type but usually it's people who when they were young especially as children they you know naturally had these experiences of let's say indivisibility of interdependence of connection of a, a, a you know of a numinous holy sort you know the, the, and then since then they've done their lives and gotten all involved in the relative world and yet this uh, uh, these profound experiences of children begin to uh, uh, cause them to long for Long for uh, recognizing it again and, and inviting it into the very way in which they live their lives. So that's usually who shows up. I mm-hmm. would imagine that most of the folks who are, if they've stayed on this program uh, this, for this period, have something of that m- intuition, the intimation of uh, there's something that I, I remember, but what is it? You know, at, at the heart of things, and that's what this is all about—the open path, or this, the uh, r- recognizing our, the non-dual nature of all being. Hmm. Uh, and so, uh, did I? I, I might have steered away a little bit from your question, which I didn't mean to. But the the, uh, the well, it, I
3: I think it. I think what it you know what it does is. Uh, Uh, I think it's an illusion, if I might say. I think it's an illusion to say that we don't have both sides of us going on. And, you know, I made a statement like this on one of my Facebook or Twitter pages. And I think that I think my team here is wishing that I go back to not posting anything. Just stay away from everything. But I'm not going to do that. But one of the things that I think I said was, you know, what if there was a little bit of each of the four candidates that ran in, in each of us? What if we weren't just one or the other? And the reason I said that is probably because I studied psychology for like a lot of years and uh-huh. studied the consequences of broken promises. Um, and sometimes when we hear things that are the most horrific things we hear out in the world – we react to them, I think, because somehow deep inside of us, there's a part of that. And, and whether it brings up fear or whether it brings up love is really what we have to deal with. Your book is really talking about, uh, in my words, a place of peace that we can get to. Regardless of what things in the outside world bring up for us, right, right. You know, when Malala when um, Malala Yosefzai was shot, and we forget her. Uh, yes, she did win the Nobel Peace Prize, but when she was shot, yeah,
1: the
3: the world cried. But when she went on to live, the world cheered, and 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 as time goes on you know, we almost forget why we cried and why we cheered. And I wonder how your message can help us remember and stay true to the pathway forward.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you spoke of a, this place of peace, or let's say mm-hmm. a way of peace. Yeah. And I, I like that word. It It, mm-hmm. it does sound... Let's, let's use it, and uh, in a sense, all of this that we you've just mentioned, and all of the things that we experience in our lives, these are let's uh, take a meta position and look at it as these are the contents of awareness, right? I mean, the, and they're ever changing, and they're complex and they're you know, multi-layered. And this is what we experience right now. Even the, our sensations of our bodily presence right now, and the gravity that you know mm-hmm. that aches in our bodies, or mm-hmm. whatever, and yeah. the sound in our ears right now. And mm-hmm. All of this is the contents. Let's put it of awareness. Now, because if there was no awareness, if we weren't aware, well, none of this would show up, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, what is this? The, this is the part of the inquiry. What is this awareness? And when we try to look at it, we use our minds to look at it as if it was an object. We can't find it. I mean, you can try it. Mm -hmm. Try to find awareness. Try to look as if you turned 180 degrees and looked back at what's looking. And what is looking? Uh, Is what's looking from your eyes and what's looking from mine is there any difference? I mean, no. what's there? Well, mm-hmm. you can't even see. It. You can't see it. It's that's what I mean. It's so close you can't see it. It's so simple you can't believe it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: this, this, let's say, utterly clear, utterly present, because it's totally present, right? Awareness. I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, it, there's no place it isn't. <laughs> right. Then. then that's a key. That's a, a little bit of an open window here into the what I'm pointing to, which is this: the ground of being is awake. Uh, it's it's totally awake. We can't even find in our own awareness. Try to find an edge to it. You can't find an edge. Curiously, what? And this is a leap. And I, it's going to sound like a belief, but. Uh, mm-hmm we're the whole show here is awake <laughs> that is yeah it's awake forever that's the nature of reality it's all awake it's not just a private thing inside pat or inside Elias it's if it, i'm not generating awareness this awakeness it's it's the very nature of reality and our bodies are these magnificent instruments of sensation that can pick up all this vast array of data, mm-hmm. but the awareness—the awareness—as if it was a thing. It's not a yeah. thing. It's—it's it's the ground of being. You know, we 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 can say a hundred words about it, but don't quite get it because a word is makes it into an object. That's—that's that's the magic of this. We already are. amazing
3: yeah Uh, it is but that i think that's really talking to what what i was saying is that you know um someone made a statement to me a number of years ago and and said something to me that i didn't agree with at the time Mm. and i don't know how i feel about it today uh but what he said was he said we're all seeking emptiness and i thought what And, you know, I never really fully explored that, but it came up for me today, you know, or actually over the weekend, you know, as I was kind of reflecting on, you know, where, what do I believe? What does Pat believe? You know, what is, what does the network stand for? But, you know, who am I outside of the network? What do I believe? Uh, And am I going to be permitted uh, to be who I am? And, you know, all of these questions, and I remember that quote from him, you know, about we all seek seeking um, emptiness, right? You know, we're all see. And I thought to myself, I think that another way to look at that is emptiness may be seeking emptiness to rid ourselves of all of the thoughts, all of the feelings, all of the expression that keeps us small. Mm-hmm. and I, I don't really know um, I, I don't really know what that comes to mean but in the book um, you talk about uh, many many things here but you do talk about the abyss <laughs>
1: yeah. well this, you know the emptiness is a charged word for us you know and it's, it is it, it, and it's you know the Buddhists have a whole world around it of uh, expression <laughs> and we're uh, it were. It's okay. It, it's it's a good enough word, but it because it's so severe. But it's not as if we're uh, this emptiness. Let's just. I was just speaking of uh, pointing out mm-hmm. awareness. Yeah. Well, we can. Hey, awareness is empty, isn't it? If it were full of something, if it was blue or green or had furniture in it, you know, uh, then it then it, it would get in the way of, re, let's say, receiving or being awake to all of the phenomena that we experience. So in a sense, yes, awareness is pure empty, purely empty. And it's aware,
2: mm.
1: but it's awake. And then I, I want to use other words here almost. It's it's pure potential. It's it, so in a way, it's just the opposite of empty. It's look what, it, what arises in emptiness. Without the emptiness, none of this diversity could show up, none of the phenomena that we experience. So it, it's these things are, are, you know, there isn't an emptiness without form, and there isn't form without emptiness. This is mm-hmm. how it is. Now we, we started with kind of wondering about peace. And in a, all we're doing is, as I used the word before, relaxing into this empty, clear, fresh, spontaneous here and nowness. And then all the confusion and complexity of life, and the ups and downs, and our pain and suffering and so on. At, it is, it is, let's say. Um, we're not caught uh we're not caught as I said before we're not caught by the uh the implacability of our suffering because it's each moment liberates itself and mm. I, I'm struggling here to express it because yeah. you have to yeah you have to uh, you had to, uh, to be there <laughs> yeah exactly and, and and yet it's not far from any of us. Yeah. each each thought we have each fear we have is actually spontaneously liberated it really is it's, mm-hmm. the thought we had 5 seconds ago is gone
2: and, exactly and
1: here so we're in this fresh you know when i speak about fresh open uh, awareness it's actually our birthright right now it, it's not we don't have to pray for a hundred years it's it's okay it's right here and it's it's so right here that that's what keeps us from it. We wanted to make it. We want to make it more complicated, and we want to put it out in front of us. Oh, if I if I say my mantras, you know, then do my practices, then I'll get to that place. So we've pushed. We've kicked the ball in front of us. Mm. But actually, the key word uh, that I use often is relax into this. But it's a it's a mystic relaxation. That's at the heart of it. O- opening our heart, our mind completely, and then living. It's not as if we then go off and just live in this, uh, you know, Om Mani Padme. You know, a very peaceful space. No, we engage with the world. We're, we we respond, but our response then can be clean and and sensitive. Is a good word for this and mm-hmm. compassionate. It's the heart of compassion. You know, when we open to the non-dual na- nature of reality, which is another way to say oneness, let's say, mm-hmm. out of one, out of that recognition of the non, of the oneness, com- naturally comes compassion. It just it, we, we we care. It just happens. It, that's the you know the whole thing is made out of love. You could use that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it's it's all this gift, uh, the gift of this present moment, and we live in a complex and messy world, you know, and uh, full, yeah. of suffer- full of suffering and and uh, and our own fears and anxieties about the future. If we relax into this pure p- presence, then yeah. then you're right. Then uh, you know. Then we can see uh, what arises, all that arises. Um, we can hold it in, in uh, let's say, the love of our hearts. Yeah. Uh, I have to kind of fall back on these words because yeah. um, they're not big enough, actually, to describe, they're not. to describe this living completely awake and fresh and open. To me, that's enlightenment. Enlightenment yeah. isn't a, a destination somewhere. <laughs>
2: it's it's
1: it's continuous. It's a continuous, uh, you know, continuous awakening. That's what the whole universe is doing, and we're just getting with the program here.
3: Yeah, isn't it a destination where you all where you realize that you've already arrived?
1: Ah, I, that's that's
3: uh, something to chew on, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it is. It
2: is.
3: Yeah, uh, You know, uh, enlightenment, a destination where you realize you've already arrived.
2: Beautiful.
3: Yeah. I know. Wow. It's so great to have you here. Please tell folks again when you're going to be coming to Pacific Northwest and also how they can find out more about you. And thank yeah. you so much.
1: Oh, thank you, Pat. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And the, the website uh, will have it all on there, uh, sufiway.org. Is the easiest way to get to it. It has the list of all upcoming programs. There's a lot of them in Europe uh, and scattered around the U.S. Uh, and more shows up. And I, I would recommend, if you're interested in these things, to sign up on our mail list there on the homepage because then you'll get once in a while. We won't clutter your inbox. but. Once in a while, you'll get updates of what's happening, and I I send out once a month uh, notes from the Open Path, which actually this Mm. book had its genesis in. Uh, So those are once a month, small, short essays.
2: Uh, So openpath.org,
1: and and that program up at Whidbey Institute is, I think it starts February 9th. uh, Uh. I think it's four days, three and a half days.
3: Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Wow. Benny, thank you for pushing all the right buttons. I'm Dr. Pat. For more information about us, go to the DrPatShow.com or go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. And as a matter of fact, we've got another hour coming up on TransformationTalkRadio.com. And by the way, those of you that do want to keep sending me your emails and you don't want to go through social media i n f o info at the drpatshow.com and i do reply we'll see you next time